Thank you for rejoining us on the morning show, Futa Radio 93.1 FM. It's now time to talk about trending matters. And uh, this is where we talk about the current affairs happening from all around the world, but especially with the spotlight on Nigeria. And uh, we have been on this case for a while now, talking about this whole ASU situation with the federal government. Uh, yesterday, uh, ASU, the, 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 the leadership of ASU, released the statements from their neck meeting. And uh, we have all been waiting for that. I'm very sure you read the details of that particular uh, statement that was given out. What do you think about the points that ASU dropped and uh, the way they, uh, you know, kind of uh, you know, appealed to people, apologized uh, for all the, you know, the, the disturbances that, you know, that had been put on parents and students by this strike and then their steps moving forward? Greetings. Um, I'm particularly excited that um, it appears as if you know, um, Asu got the memo in the sense <laughs> that uh, I know a lot of people were expecting something. It's quite a reprisal attack. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like they were going to do this and all that. A lot of people have been muted the idea of another protracted strike and everything. Mm. But I had been of the opinion, and I've, I, I, I got to that stage where I had to appeal to them. Of course, yesterday was almost. Um, uh, a back and forth between mm. myself and Sake <laughs> over the issue, you know, and everything. But I- I'm glad uh, at Asu's response. Mm. I read it, and my respect for them, you know, went beyond the roof. Mm. Uh, that was intelligence displayed, and and that is what I've always advocated for. That when we deal with issues, we should bring in brain power, especially if we have it. Mm. So I am not disappointed in any way by their response. Okay. And I like the fact that um, they have decided to <clears throat> deal with these issues looking for alternative means, mm. you know, to address it. Because it's, it only takes, like I've always said, it mm. only takes someone that um, is a student of history to study the actions, the words of all stakeholders involved, mm-hmm. you know, to know who is really serious mm. about the education sector. Uh, well, let's remind ourselves of the stakeholders again. ASU on one side, mm-hmm. um, the federal government on one side, mm-hmm. NANTS on the other side. Mm-hmm. You understand? Those are the three major stakeholders mm-hmm. here. And in actions, in words, in deeds and everything, we know the particular stakeholder that has consistently been on the side of education. Mm. And that is ASU. Mm. They've been intelligent about it. They've been intellectual about it. They've been strategic about it. They've been consistent about it. And the others have been consistent in doing what they're able to do, Mm. which is clear for all to see. Mm. So I'm really excited that uh, we're not going to have, because that would have been, uh, I mean, I was fearing that that would be the case. And I had said, that please let us consider education let Mm. us consider the people let Mm -hmm. us consider the parents Mm. and let's totally disregard whatever is happening right now Mm. you know from the highest quarters Mm. and all that you know because it's obviously nothing (laughs) more than what is happening Mm. is what we are going to get they can't they can't there's there's nothing on offer more Mm. than this Mm. This is the best on offer. Hmm. So if anybody is expecting... It, ah, okay, let me put it this way. It's just like you're expecting a beetle. Maybe to be clearer. Hmm. 
a lot of us may have forgotten that some people may not have seen the beetle before. Maybe the the the, uh, <laughs> the earliest, I mean, the nearest they came close to is, is the bug. Mm. But I'm talking about Volkswagen, which we used to call Volkswagen, mm. uh-huh, or Volkswagen, uh, whichever. But Volkswagen, you know, the beetle. That uh, yes, yes. So imagine the beetle in a race with a Porsche. <laughs> You know that that's, I mean, normal Beetle. I'm not talking about uh, maybe yeah, Beetle that, 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 that old has been, yeah. Yes, the old one. I'm not saying that maybe it has been pimped or something, but the old Beetle, the normal old Beetle that some of our parents rode in in those days to go and visit our mothers when they were doing the toasting game. <laughs> you know, some of the uh, vehicle, that, that, that particular vehicle that actually crystallized some some weddings that resulted in some of us coming to be, you know, and all that, you know, that a lot a, a lot of the younger generation now may not be able to identify or relate with it. Mm. But imagine that beetle contesting against a 2022 turbocharged Porsche in a race on Autobahn. Hmm. You see, no matter how you throttle the beetle, because you can't say that the beetle is not moving. Well, you say it's not moving, <laughs> but, but it is moving. That means it is making effort. It's doing the best it can. But you, pitching it against a turbocharged 2022 Porsche, no now. <laughs> okay. You get yes, so, and that is the issue we are dealing with here. Okay. I hope my people understand. All right, now let's uh, come over to our next uh, analyst uh, on the show today, Padre. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the 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 national as the president, the chairman for uh, the academic staff union of universities, talking about uh, Emmanuel uh, Professor Emmanuel Shodeke is saying or actually mentioned in that letter that they were not casual workers based on the line or uh, based on the response of uh, the minister of uh, labor and employment saying that uh, they were paid uh, pro rata meaning that they were paid provisionally for the time that uh, they, they were at work you know per day and all of that and uh, the president of uh, the academic staff union of, of universities is saying uh, that they are not casual workers that they should not that the government shouldn't turn lecturers into casual workers do you agree with him Yes, to some extent, because sometimes <clears throat> when you talk about issues like this, you also have to look at fairness. Okay. The question is, has the federal government been fair mm. to us? Mm-hmm. Because if you say you are paying them based on the days the way at work, so why were you having negotiations with them right from the beginning? Mm. If you knew that what ASU were asking for, what they were asking for were not genuine, mm. were not reasonable. Mm-hmm. Why should you even go to the negotiation table with mm. them mm. in the first place? Mm-hmm. Let's say, for instance, they are asking for something bogus, something that is very, very unrealistic. Would you say that? Would you say that you want to sit down to have a discussion with them? Mm. Because for me, by that very action, for the fact that it took the federal government months to have a to have series of meetings with ASU and to try to bring issues to the negotiation table mm. means that you have admitted in the first place that whatever they were asking for, the issues they were terribly t- t- before you were genuine. Mm. They were reasonable. reasonable. Because if they were not reasonable, you wouldn't come to the table to discuss with them. It was at the point of where 
they were kind of reaching an impasse, that is when you now thought of, okay, let's go to court. Mm. Because if the court had ordered them back to classes and still saying that you should still be having your discussions going on, mm. then I think to some extent, whatever mm. Asu did were legitimate to some ex- mm. extent. Excellent. Because for the fact that you had those discussions with them for months shows that within you, you accept, you agreed yeah. that whatever they were doing were, were, were legitimate. Mm-hmm. Those issues were reasonable. reasonable. Because if they were not reasonable, you shouldn't be having it. In fact, yes, we all know what it is. When somebody is not reasonable, you don't even bother yourself having a discussion with mm-hmm. such person. person. You just ignore. Maybe right from the beginning, you should have even gone to court. That should have been the first action that the federal government should have taken if mm-hmm. you feel that as were overstepping their mm-hmm. boundaries. Mm-hmm. And you know that there was some agreement on ground that you have failed in your own res- responsibility and your own obligations. Mm. Remember that within this same period, the federal government set up a committee, the British, com- the British, committee, the British committee, that was we were supposed to look into this matter. Mm. Later, the minister came out to say that, okay, the president ordered the minister of education to look into the matter. So if these things were not genuine, why were you making all those, all those efforts? Yeah. And I think that it is unfair. Because we live in a country where legislators don't go to to their to their to their chamber, mm-hmm. and then you don't you don't pay them pro rata. We live in a country where a minister admittedly said that he had failed. You don't pay him pro rata, and that is why I'm bringing in the issue of fairness. Should, would we say that the federal government had been fair to ASU? For me, the answer is absolutely not. Mm. They have not really, really been fair. Mm. And I'm sure that, like I said yesterday, Mm. the federal government is just riding on that uh, court judgment that came that ASU should go back to work. Mm. And I think that is why the the Speaker House of Rep is also saying that what the federal government is doing is is, is lawful. Mm. Mm. But then, when we don't take education to be so serious, serious when we don't, okay. when we no longer take the teachers to be very, very to, to take their matter to be mm-hmm. seriously, this is what we have. How many times have we had have we had governors mm. coming out of the, the the federal government coming out to say we are not going to pay the legislators hmm. because in the past in the past three months they've not passed any bill, and we don't understand what they are doing there. So you just see that it's all about them. Mm. All of these things. Yes. These people, they don't care about us. If anybody thinks that they are, they care about us, they don't care about us. Okay. But then you have to give it to us. So the mm. response that came up yesterday, mm. for me, was it was it was it, was it, was, it, was a decision one. that mm. was well thought through, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that. I want to believe. I mm. don't want to say I'm sure. Mm. I want to believe that Asu has to has some cards to play in their pockets. Mm. Probably they are just waiting for whatever comes out. Of the discussion mm. that the House of Rep yes. speaker yes. is still trying to have with the federal government mm-hmm. at the moment, mm. because he had been the one that had come out to say everybody should just be calm for now. Mm. We are still having this discussion, so I'm sh- I want to believe that Asu still has some cards to play in their pocket. But with the way it is going, maybe this time around, maybe we will not see Asu taking the federal government to court. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I feel that that would be the next reasonable step for them to take. All right. Because if they have to down tools, right. I'm sure that a lot of a lot of lecturers are, will, will definitely go against that, and it will not be fair on the part of the students. Okay. Because you just caught this student 
you just call them back from home. Mm-hmm. They've been away for eight months. Some of many of them are already settling settling in into the ac- academic mood. Some of them are already preparing for exam. Mm-hmm. It will really, really be unfair to these students and to their parents to say that okay. We are going on strike again. Mm. But there are lots of things that ASU can still do. All, All of right. us seated here, we know what ASU can do. Right. But I just want to believe that okay. the next reasonable thing for them to do was is that by the time, if the, the, the response from the federal government after the discussion the Agbejebe uh, Amina is going to have with them, it's not actually, excuse me, it's not actually a favorable one. I expect ASU to, to take the federal government to court because okay. this right, agreement that has been there since right. 2009, okay. the federal okay. government has signed that agreement. Okay. They are supposed to be committed to it. And if they are not fulfilling their obligations, you also should take them up by the law. All right. Uh, so, okay, now let's come to you on this particular issue. Uh, talking about the fact that uh, there's uh, in, in the statements uh, from uh, ASU on the press release uh, from Asu, uh, there's a statement there that really uh, made me, you know, kind of uh, giggle with laughter. And there's this: the said neck that is, uh, of course, of Asu noted th- with dismay that paying academics on pro rata basis, like casual workers, is, and this is the word they used, unprecedented in the history of university-oriented labor relations, and therefore condemned uh, this attempt to reduce Nigeria's scholars to casual workers in its entirety. Uh, now, uh, Sake. Padre has rightly, of course, given his own uh, thoughts on the issue of whether they're casual workers or not. And he rightly also used the case of legislators uh, who have been off seat and still get their pay. Uh, do you think that what the federal government is doing, of course, we all know it's not, uh, you, some might say it's not fair, but uh, we're waiting on what Bajabia Mila is going to you know, have to do uh, with the federal government, his discussions with the federal government. How do you see this panning out? I believe the federal government is doing their best mm. to for education. Perhaps they are trying to save money mm. in order to meet other educational demands. Mm. So they are trying to conserve money. <laughs> and, and I think the last eight months negotiation mm. had been really that uh, they've seen the need, they've now seen reason mm. why they need to invest in education. Mm. And they are trying to mop up funds from wherever available. That's including ASU salary to fund education mm. and when you talk about fairness I think they have been fair they are doing the best they can do <laughs> honestly speaking mm. here's a government that went outside the country and said that they are giving education premium attention mm. at 6% mm. and from the last 8 months till their present uh, action it shows that they really believe in education and I think we should give them a kudos okay thank you very much sorry very, that very, very quickly on that um, pro rata thing because I love the fact that this issue came up. Mm. There was a time in the history of training issues that I asked the question, why are we still doing this monthly payment thing? Mm. Why don't we do like others do and do weekly wages so that you work, you know, and you get paid? Mm. And federal government answered with this. <laughs> That's, that is my view. Mm. And Asu was quick to raise that issue. Because the implication of this is that, oh, we are working per day now. Mm. Mm. That's the implication. Mm. So, in practice, in principle, according to the laws, is there anything in Nigeria that allows that? Maybe I don't know yet, so mm. I'm asking. But because what I know, and, and it's because of the system we are running, that is why this saying became common. Ogata, Ogata. 
Owalara pay in the sense that whether they go to work or not, that's the civil service. At the end of the month, mm. they get paid. Mm. Either they are productive or not productive, which has been a wasteful system. Very, very wasteful system, which should have been looked into. But maybe this is the federal government's way of looking into it <laughs> by doing this. We don't know. Okay. You understand? But this has raised a lot of issues. All right. All right. Thank you very much. I was still going to come to you on this uh, next uh, uh, topic. Uh, reports are coming in. This one, is especially from uh, the Nation uh, newspapers, uh, saying that the Naira has dropped to a new low of 885 Naira uh, per dollar at the parallel section of the foreign exchange uh, market. Uh, also known as the black market, of course. And uh, the, the, the figure represents a depreciation of uh, 17 naira or 8.6% uh, from the 815 naira it traded uh, just about last week. Although we are also getting updates from another source uh, that uh, the naira has actually appreciated, you know, all these back and forth with, uh, you know, the value of the naira and all of that. Uh, does, uh, people are asking... Uh, is this the best time, you know, to be redesigning uh, the Naira note? Will this have any value on the Naira itself? I think I've said this before, um, uh, although I kind of um, liked um, Sake's input on that. But let me stick with mine mm. uh, to the best of my knowledge. Mm. And this is how I put it then. You see, if you are the type, because... and. That means a lot of... So, okay, now, when I say there's a need for us to ramp up our knowledge base, a lot of Nigerians need to start thinking like businessmen. Mm. Start looking at the importance of market. When I mean the market, market forces or issues that affect market and all the rest of them. I would expect that as at the time when we had the, the bubble burst in the early 2000s, they're mm-hmm. talking about this real estate mm-hmm. issue, mm-hmm. this global meltdown, all that, that a lot of people would have decided to pay a bit more attention, you know, to try to understand. You may not necessarily be an expert, but at least try to understand how the market works. Try to understand what instills confidence in market, why market goes up and down. And one of the things I told people to do, which I don't know if they did, was go and check different governments, different countries, and look at policies. What happens immediately a policy is made? Check the market. Does the market rise or does the market crash? Mm. You get my point? Mm-hmm. Because what usually happens is that that uh, policies or individuals coming to government, mark investors, it affects investors' confidence. If investors look at the person that is coming to leadership and feel that, ah, this one has nothing to offer. Hmm. They pull out their money on the foreign exchange. That's Forex. Hmm. If they see that, ah, this policy doesn't make sense, they might lose from it. They do what? They, they pull, pull out. out their money. That's what causes the fluctuations, the market drop. But if there's news that, ah, something's about to like some people that knew we're aware of war and that's why people are trying to avoid what they call insider training i'm trying not to be so technical Mm. you know because people that may have been aware of the war Mm -hmm. going on between ukraine and russia now Mm -hmm. would have positioned themselves and know that okay with this war what's going to happen to the dollar Mm. what's going to happen to 
the uh, the what was it called the Russian I can't remember the that's one they escaped me now the Russian currency money, currency what's going to happen to the Ukraine currency so you are going to say that investors are going to capitalize on that they will look like okay in these two nations who is likely to win or who's like okay this one is going to be stronger mm. let me invest in this and mm. all that which is the same way here so when this policy of new naira was given mm. I know that sometimes it might appear as if the graph may drop a bit open for a rebound mm-hmm. that like the update now that oh the naira is appreciating mm. you know appreciated a bit and all that what about if it's a false appreciation what about if it's a false rebound you know get to the point where it will first of all just because of this move now do as if he wants to correct itself but it is actually correcting itself to launch upwards mm. because i've seen some people analyze this and for someone like us some of us are looking for money <laughs> to position ourselves <laughs> so so that uh, when this thing we're talking about happens, we too will be smiling. Because mm. here is the deal. Some people that were aware of this earlier that knew that this was going to happen had already positioned themselves and bought into dollar at the rate of uh, 400 or 500. Mm. It's 800 now. Do you know how much gain that they have made? Mm. The little drop, drop. It's going back up again. When it gets back up, anybody that is entering now is going to make serious money. So, mm. you see, policies should be made intelligently. Mm. But if you have intelligent people at the helm of affairs, then you will have intelligent policies that will impact on the people. But if capacity is lacking, this is what we'll be experiencing. All right. Let's come to Padre. Padre, what do you think about this? Well, um, <clears throat> I'm not an economist and I'm not... Uh, <clears throat> The guy who knows so much about uh, about forex mm. and what have you, mm-hmm. but from the little that is happening, from the little uh, residual knowledge you've had, and from the observation you can make with your own intent, with your own intelligence, mm. it's obvious that see this decision mm-hmm. of redesigning the naira mm. has not helped matters at all. Hmm. You know, recently I was watching a video. Uh, someone went to the bank, I think, to withdraw a hundred thousand naira. Okay, and from the bank, the person was given two hundred naira notes in five bundles, hmm. mint. Hmm. And the person was sharing the experience and saying and videoing it. That naira, everything was Syria. The numbers were in Syria. Hmm. It's like let's say the first bundle ends in uh, you start from five oh one, the last three digits. Hmm. Start from five hundred or five oh one to six hundred. Mm. The next bundle is mm-hmm. started from six oh one to seven hundred, mm-hmm. just like that to the last bundle. And that money was printed in two thousand and three. And what does that tell you? It tells you and I remember I have also been there. There was a time there were times that people were looking for meat, people could not get meat. Meat are being sold now on roadsides. Mm. If you get to a place in a badon, for instance, if you get to a world in a badon, you see those guys who hawk mint, mint money. And if you go to bank, Especially banks will tell you they don't have. If you get, it's because probably you know somebody mm. and probably you have to inform that person like three weeks or four weeks ahead that please, oh, I need mint. So this is a problem. And yet now somebody goes to bank and got mint just like that. The money that has been printed since 2003. So which actually... Um, affirms some of the facts, some of the details that CBN had put out there, that people are hoarding money 
in their houses. But we know those who are hoarding money. Mm. Is it somebody like me that we hoard money? <laughs> <laughs> Do I even have? You say enough? <laughs> no, but, but even the hoarding money, is it yeah. an offense? No, hold on. I'm still going somewhere. <laughs> It, it, it tells you, we, we were in this country during a particular election when somebody, somebody who is going for a, partic- a, a very, very prominent post mm. in this country took bullion van to take money to his house. Mm. So when it comes to all of these things, we are not the ones doing them. But then we are the ones who suffer them. Mm. Because now you have a lot of people Election is coming. We don't know what has to do with vote buying and everything. These are the people who are holding money in their houses. These are just categories of people. Now that they know that as from January 31st, 2023, that money will be useless, they have to take it out of of their homes or wherever they kept the money. And taking some of these things to the bank now, I think CBN came up with another policy now that you have, if you have just opened your account, your account within a month, you can't deposit more than one million era. If you have had as that as a personal account now, if you have had that account for quite a while, you can't deposit more than five million era. You see, it's becoming a problem. And if so, persons also know that when they take this money to bank, they can alert EFCC. So what is the reasonable thing to do? The Naira is useless out there. In some other economies, for instance, let's say in America now, for instance, people do all of these things. Probably you don't want them to know you have cash. What you use that they do use some of this money to buy valuables. Like the way some ex-ministers have done, we know them that they have to confiscate many of these valuables. What valuable can the Naira get now? Hmm. So the next thing people want to do is to change it to the foreign currency and keep them. And probably when the new era is out, they go back to change it. Mm. And because they have this money in bulk, they can afford to change it at any rate. And that is part of the reason why we are having this problem. Mm. These marketers in the parallel market, they know, they are feeling it. I was reading a statement recently and a marketer was saying that somebody was asking for $5 million. All right. And it was saying, how, how do I get $5 million? Mm. That is to tell you how much uh, currency that people are keeping in their homes. But right. then, who are the ones suffering from it? Okay. The, the masses. For instance, you have a, an average Nigerian wants to go for studies. Mm. You have an average Nigerian wants to go for medical, 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 for medical reasons. Mm. Maybe you want to go for surgery or something out there. And CBN is not going to change anything for you. Mm. You can ask those who have been in that situation, okay. those who are who are applying at CBN. Okay. In fact, recently I was I was reading I was reading a headline and somebody was trying to say that he right. is going to sue CBN mm. and why? Because he was supposed to go for studies and he put in and he put in for the normal thing they are supposed to put in for so that your school fees will be paid. And he, and the guy lost the admission. Okay. So these are issues. All right. So at the end, for me, just looking at it with a layman's eye, okay. you see that it is a problem created by the bourgeoisie. Okay. But that problem created by the elite is being suffered by the masses. All right. Because let's come to think of it. Who among us is going to be putting all this money in the house all right. and all of these things? Okay. 
and then you still remember that when we all go to the markets, all these manufacturers and suppliers okay. and what have you, right. the CBN yeah. is not giving attention yeah. to any one of them. Let, let me just let me just cut you short there and bring Sake into this. Sake, what proactive measures uh, do you think that we could take to stop all these fluctuations, especially with the you know as the naira keeps being uh, devalued? Don't forget that this is coming despite the EFCC's raids on uh, these uh, bureau de change uh, hubs. You know, I think we have done everything except the needful. Mm. You have issues with the value of the Naira. And the next thing you are thinking is changing the color <laughs> of the Naira. I have a conspiracy theory, like I see gone, but I don't want to say it on here. <laughs> but be, because it, for me, I was sharing with my friend this morning that this move is a self-preservative method for some people. Hmm. And this is it. Okay. If we change it before we leave government, no government will come in and spoil what we have kept. That's mm. one conspiracy theory. Mm. I have three, really. <laughs> but I don't want to share. Not that. Not because of five million. But I have better things to do with my five million. <laughs> <laughs> so you have five million? No, I don't have. Yeah. I, have yeah. I have better things. <laughs> you admitted that you have five million. That's a confession. That's a confession. We will see you after the meeting. So, so, so. Conspiracy theory. Listen to this. We have abused economic policy. Mm. We have printed Naira because we needed it. We, we, were, we were just printing. Mm. And see, this is the most unfortunate. When we talk about that we don't have institutional institution, this is what happened. Because we are in a country that the number one person can decide anything. If it's unethical, mm. you talk to a professional. I'm a, I'm a surgeon. Mm. And because you are the head of the hospital or the commissioner for health, you can ask me, ask me to do unethical things. And I cannot stand my ground and say, excuse me, this is unethical. This, my profession will never allow this. I can lose my license. But this is what Nigeria is. There's no professionalism. Anybody that works with them get messed up because you are either flowing with them mm -hmm. or you have to leave the place. Mm. And that's why we are where we are. Okay. Now, what is our export to import ratio? Okay. Oh, we say now that, oh, we are now one of the leading largest rice producer. We and are, I asked. looking for Rito. And they showed us pyramids. We are looking for I was in market last week. Local rice is 37,000 naira. Mm. Imported is 47. Okay. Where is the rice? Hmm. I saw pyramid. Hmm. Oh, before flood though, where is the rice? Because now they will tell us flood. <laughs> no, they already said that flood is not going to cause oh, anything. And this is the issue. <laughs> what is our consumption rate? And the people who are consuming, what are they consuming? Hmm. Foreign goods. Our leaders consume foreign goods. And when people talk about patriotism, I keep saying this. Our top echelon, they are the ones that are most unpatriotic. I'll give you an example. They don't get treated here. Mm -hmm. they don't, their children don't school here. Even when they want to school. We see one example recently. They will go mm. and school abroad. Yes. Lagos Business School have produced one of the best businessmen in, in Africa. But they won't go to Lagos Business School. They will go to Harvard. They will go to Oxford. <laughs> Check their shoes, their mm. shoes, check their cars. Innocent is there. They will never patronize innocent. Mm. Go to their house, see furniture now. <laughs> furniture okay. that right. UK minister is not. And then 
we are shouting that Naira is devalued. Naira is devalued because every time Naira is running after dollar to purchase things from there. Okay. It's a simple thing. Yeah. If you want to improve your value, increase your export value. Cut on your imp- what you import. Import only the essentials that you need for manufacturing. What is our manufacturing index? Hmm. Have we produced have, have produce more hmm. in the last five years hmm. than we have before? Hmm. No. Production have dropped. Okay. Thank you very much, Zaki. Very, very insightful uh, take right there. Now talking about this same economic, uh, uh, you know, downturn uh, of a thin. Uh, John Hopkins University is a uh, quite famous uh, SE gone uh, for their analysis and an- analytics and uh, their, their, their field of research. And a professor of applied economics uh, in that university, uh, talking about Steve H. Hankey, has argued that the actual inflation rate in Nigeria is worse than what is being reported by the National Bureau of Statistics, placing it at an eye-popping 52%. What's your take on this? Well, my take, I think, uh, for ardent listeners, for our fans in um, on this show, um, you may recall that I have stated earlier before, I'm mm. not sure it was the days when we were, I mean, before we moved to podcasts. Mm. Let's assume now that... Um, it was a podcast era. Maybe we could find it again online, but I'm not sure it was there. But I think I did say at some point in time that, you see, it is one thing to read out the statistics. Mm. But you people out there, the statistics you're experiencing is not <laughs> is different. <laughs> the statistics you are, you're experiencing is the reality. Mm. You get my point? It mm. is the reality. You see, someone made made the point which day uh, that I saw and said, okay, that you call yourself a progressive, a progressive, and you've not been able to drop uh, price, you know, for once. You know, some of us, are, not some of us, these people sometimes are quick to give examples that the economy is not only having issues in Nigeria, that is all over the world, mm. I mean, which is true. Which is true, true. Very, very true. Nobody agrees with that. But here's the difference. You see, for instance, if in Australia, due to some decisions they made, and of course, this COVID situation, you know, prices suddenly get increased because of mm. what the rest of them. Mm-hmm. You see, when things stabilize, mm-hmm. those prices that went up come, come down. down. Hmm? They come down. Dito UK. Dito US, mm. Mm? Mm. they come down. But in Nigeria, once prices go up, they are, that's the end. You are not likely going to see it come down again, and that is the problem. So you keep giving us statistics, you keep giving us these statistics, but in reality, what we are experiencing. Is telling us that things are just increasing. Nothing is going down. Mm. So where are you getting your statistics from? Mm. And I took time to read that submission. And I saw that what actually happened is not as if MBS is wrong. That's an algebra of, uh, of uh, statistics. Mm. Not as if they are wrong. Mm. It's just that the the parameters they used is, is, is what gave them the result that they, they got. They got. The, the wrong okay. formula. Not necessarily. No. Not, not, not necessarily. It's, it's the about formula. the goods. Yeah, it's, the goods put in there. You know, it's, it's just like this. When we say garbage in, garbage out, garbage mm. in, garbage out means that if you put in a certain number of uh, data, yeah. 
you are likely to get corresponding data. Mm-hmm. So, for their own, the formula that they run, the data they put will definitely give us what you know. Mm-hmm. You know, they but put in another data. Uh, if they put in something different, of course they get something different. And the Hanke in the Hawking, mm-hmm. Hawk, Hopkins mm-hmm. that came with this whatever. Put in way more All data. All the items being bought and uh, you understand. Sold put in, in Nigeria. way more data than MBS is putting. Uh-huh. So, MBS is right in their own right. In their own rights, <laughs> <laughs> based on the data that they used and their own level of assessment, <laughs> but may not be the reality. But may not be the reality, which I've always said that they are. They are they have been trying to say I've always said that the statistics does not in any way align with the reality because it's the people that feel the reality. Who fifty-two percent inflation, whatever type of inflation, does not concern anybody in the streets. It is how much is Gary? How much was Gary uh, last week? How much is Gary now? Okay, that is what concerns people. All right. How, how much, much was rent? How, exactly. How much? Like fear. All right. And this thing we are talking about now, we are not talking about twenty years ago, five mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're talking about. Just last, last year, year. Yeah. yes, to now, to now, and see the see the, the speed with which things are increasing. Okay, now let me let, let me just cut you short there because we, we we're pressed for time. Let me come to Padre real quick. Padre, give us your take as to some of the data uh, that the professor Hanke put in. As you said, he put in way more data uh, than the MBS may have to get this uh, astonishing figure. Yes, I think what uh, the Hopkins University did was to put in all the items. Because when you talk about inflation, inflation does not just affect a part of an economy. Mm. It affects everything. Mm-hmm. And I think what MBS did, I think according to that report, mm. MBS put in about 74 items. Mm. That is the data seven they put in. Is it seven, seven and four? Yeah, seven, seven and four. Seven and four. Yeah. Yeah. But for Hopkins University, they put in all the items. Mm. Whatever money can buy in the market and whatever, you can use that mon- that item to, to Sorry, get... Sorry, the MBA is actually put in 740. 740, yeah, rather. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. But Hawkins yeah. did for all the items mm. being sold in Nigeria, whether you have imported it in or whatsoever. And that is why we are having that much discrepancy. Mm. You know, Hopkins is giving about 54 point something. Uh, MBS was giving about 20, 28 point something. Mm. So that discrepancy is actually much. It's almost like half of what Hopkins is, is putting there. Mm. But then... For somebody like me, mm. you know, as he got spoke about the man on the streets, I can say I am a man on the street. For somebody like me, I can easily align with what Hopkins is doing, Hopkins gave, than what NBS gave. Because when what I take 3006 to buy in the market, now That's to nice. buy the same thing in the market, I'm taking 7004 That's the truth. That's the reality. Mind you, 100% of 3006 is we amount mm-hmm. to seven two. Mm-hmm. That means I'm even putting extra two hundred naira on top. Mm. What I was buying nine thousand, ten thousand before. Now I'm buying for twenty seven thousand, twenty eight thousand. As at August this year, rice local rice was around twenty eight thousand. Now it is thirty eight thousand in less than two months. Hmm. It's extra ten thousand you have to buy. You have to pay for for one bag of rice. So for somebody like me, I'm going to align more with what Hopkins is saying than in fact I may even argue with Hopkins that you are still not giving you, you are still not, not giving the right the right figure. You are not on the street. That's it. Now. Because this thing is way more different. And you know the you know the you know the funny thing or the sad thing is that okay. 
these prices are not just going up. Yes. The quality and it's, the quantity is dropping. So it's not as if you are buying this particular thing, this particular size for this amount, and for that same particular like time you have e- extra like bread it's now. Bread. It's, it's, weight. it's weightless. No, 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 no. Everything. I like biscuit companies. If you buy if you buy if you buy a tin of if you buy a tin of let's say one any of this beverage now is sachet. What you were having five, six months ago, by the time you compare it with what you have now, they are different now. The quality has dropped, the quantity has dropped. So, this is our situation. This is the reality. Okay, do you agree with the reality on ground? Absolutely, but Mm. you see, it's easy for the people running Federal Ministry of Statistics in Nigeria to have a different data from the common man. They are using government car. <laughs> they are generator, they are diesel, are being funded by government. They are traveling by government. They are children's school fees by government, indirectly or directly. But for us on the streets, they have said absolute truth. Check what is rentage now in Akure. Let's not go to Lagos. <laughs> A friend of mine told me now a place he was going to four million in Lagos. I said you use four million to rent what? Four million. <laughs> I look at his face like I said four million. I said this is your Lagos now. Wow, four right. million has rent. Mm. But you see, that's the reality in Nigeria. Nigeria. And it's unfortunate that the salaries remain the same. Oh. And it's not even consistent. And people will still and we want to eradicate <laughs> corruption. Listen, yeah. we are creating environment for violent corruption uh-huh. i'm telling you because now it's survival of the fittest mm. because when i look at my table as a civil servant as guns friends mm. my salary is not paid consistently <laughs> my children's school fees have just moved from fifty thousand to hundred thousand mm-hmm. my salary remains the same. it's not even coming consistent okay oh sorry if you need passport of thirty five thousand you will never get it too mm. you get of hundred thousand mm. and i'll give you one thousand one reason why you cannot get it? Mm. And government has helped them. They won't print sufficient booklet. You see, you want to get your driver's license. There are enough bottleneck for you to want to go through the back door. And then there's corruption tribes. Because we have never put in system to make things work. Mm. I was asking recently at Internal Revenue on those states that why is why have you made it electronic? And I cannot see that too. I've registered once before you. And upload and pay. Pay for my vehicle license, pay for my tax from my phone, from my laptop. Okay. Until we get to that level, corruption will continually thrive. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, let's uh, go to another topic uh, with S. Egon. S. Egon, real quick, uh, we are getting reports, according to some uh, newspapers, uh, this one from The Punch, that uh, oil marketers are saying that tough times are ahead. This petrol is uh, set to hit 200 naira per liter. These are, things that, these are things that we have said. Mm. And we know where, where anyone that is, that we've been saying year. it since last year. Mm. <laughs> today. You understand? So all these ones now no. is just unfolding. Mm. We've seen it happen. We, as in, we, not not as a matter of prophecy, mm. but no. as a matter of policy decisions and the way things are going. Poor you know? Yeah, we've seen it. We see. We, we know. know it. Chibi is still two hundred now. We it's still know, going we to know, get. We, to, we, we have no idea where we are going to. And that's the thing. Uh, that, that's that's what I said the last time. So all this one should not be strange. So my, that's why 
you see that I, I get so passionate in addressing the people more than facing the situation sometimes because we can continue to discuss the situations, but the situations won't shift based on our discussions. It will shift based on our decisions. decisions. And for us to be able to make decisions, we need proper information. If you are going through all this, if all these things is happening to you and to your siblings, security, education, health, economy is affecting all of us this negatively. And we still feel that let us continue. Mm. That's what they call living in bondage. But for, for me, God forbid, bad sin. Okay. Now, uh, Saki, you have something to say about this? You see, I, I, I want to say this, like, I've always reiterated that in the animal world, when they choose a leader, they pick the smartest, strongest, and sharpest. But we've never had it so good, in Africa especially. And you see, I still, if anybody has much hope now, for me, it's not yet Uhuru. Because, see, our political process have not mature enough to accommodate the right people. Okay. I'm, I'm being emphatic, and I'm not mentioning, I'm not being, I'm not talking about party now. From the primary to where we've got now, our political structure have not accommodated our best heads, yeah. our smart people. Go and check the history of this current UK minister. Go and check the history of the current young leaders in Europe now. Check the antecedent. It will help you to know the future of the country. <laughs> check the <clears throat> antecedent of the people we have now. Hmm. Be objective. For once, step out. Pretend that you are a Nigerian, not Nigerian. Hmm. Pretend that you are a Ghanaian. Hmm. Or a God, a God. And then step out of all this easy. And objectively look at it. Because, you see, we don't need this colored, you know, eye to, to predict the future of this nation. And this is a nation of 200 million people, mm-hmm. ever growing. Nothing is done to check population. Education is not, quality is not improving. We are not educating, enlightening people that, look, cut down on human production and increase other production, you know, metal and, you know, industrial, we are not doing that. We are just moving towards right. doomsday. Okay. Let's, uh, Padre, have the final say. Well, um, you see, much has been said, and unfortunately, uh, no matter how much we say it, it's like nothing is going to change. Mm. But uh, that's magic wand. <laughs> excuse me, for Mm. change is in our hands Mm. because I still don't want to believe that any sane person who lives in this country, who experiences everything that we are experiencing presently in this country wants to continue this way. Ah. Because when you look at it, sometimes, yes, we are lay people, common people when it comes to some area of professionalism. For instance, I can't claim that I know as much as MFL knows. Mm. Because his field is different from my field. Mm. 
But at least sometimes there are some things that you also look at them. Sometimes they don't appeal to common sense. Hmm. Because that is why we normally talk about common sense. That even if you are not an expert in a thing, there are a few things that you should be still be able to understand about it, some things and be able to say about some things. Because I some presently I still don't get it. Why the CBN had made it difficult for people when it comes to the issue of this forex? Because it's part of what is killing us. Yes. When CBN should have changed a, a dollar for you for around four hundred forty five naira, you, you go out there to change it for eight hundred plus. You don't expect things to come down, and we don't produce any raw material. Can't get dollars. Everybody has to import. And then I feel, I know that part of the rules is that, like, for instance, those who are studying abroad, who wants to go and study abroad, CBN is not going to give you dollar to go and pay your school fees. You will put in an equivalent naira of dollar in naira your account. They use that to pay whoever you want to pay directly mm. so that it, to guard against the fact that you use the, the government as, as a means of business. Whereby you go to the bank, you tell CBN, give me $1, they give you $1 for 445 naira. you go outside to sell it for 800 naira. So what I'm saying is that I don't understand why this, for instance, this petroleum marketers, this uh, manufacturers, why you still cannot give them Forex. It's not making sense. Okay. And yet we live in that in that same and country. Sending dollars abroad, you, you give them. Give them even apart money. from that, don't, I'm not, I even want to base it basically on the economy, how we are suffering from right. the goods and services we are getting. Right. And in that same country, we have top people who we bring our dollars in broad daylight and be sharing. All right. We, I wish we had more time uh, to talk about this, but we are pressed uh, to leave right now. News on the Globe is up next. Thank you for listening.